Welcome to Tiger Pops Podcast, a place to dissect, analyze, and swoon over the webtoon Midnight Poppyland. Every week, we'll go through another episode and break down character development, relationship regression, plot, symbolism, body language, and more. And of course, we'll be bringing out those tinfoil hats for some theory time. Every week, we'll be joined by sharp-witted, detail-obsessed, and dare I say, thirsty fans ready to tackle the latest gem. Let the analysis begin. Hey, hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 46 of Tiger Pops. And today we have two guests who have been on before. We have Patty and Jocelyn, and I'll let them say hi. Hi, everybody. It's Patty again. I'm super excited. Got to uh, got called in last minute to fill in for this episode, and I love that because this episode was really great, and I'm really excited to talk about it. And hi, I'm Jocelyn. I uh, was on another episode, um, but this is my second one. I'm super excited. This uh, was long waited. I am so excited. So let's start. Okay, yeah. And it dives straight in to something very traumatic because it looks like Tora is having a nightmare and Mm -hmm. everything is black. And we have these like speech bubbles. Yeah, I found your little runt. And then we have swish, 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 swish. Don't worry, boss. If he's not broken yet, he'll soon be. Oh, my God. And Poppy's knock is like waking him up out of this nightmare. Yeah, this. Oh, my gosh. This was so much like to have this right off the bat. I was like, oh, no. Like I had to read this part of the episode a couple of times to really realize what was going on there. And then I went back to. Uh, episode five where Tora is in the cage and I'm like oh yeah yeah he said that uh, was it Vincent who said you know if you run away again and I'm like okay well this is what it's referring to yeah Yeah. it's possible that right he ran away the the first thought that I actually had was like maybe this is where he was chosen and you know he's uh you know this is like you know still bringing him to Vincent for the first time but I think Mm -hmm. it's sense that it does sound more like something he ran away um, and then, you know, he, he was found and then the swishing noises, um, sadly it could be him being beaten up. <laughs> I don't, I didn't know what to make of that. I, you know, initially I thought, well, cause there was this scene and I can't remember which episode it was. It was the one where he, he saves Poppy from the tree and Tora did this thing where, you know, he stuttered when he was talking about the cats and I, I don't know, maybe it's cause he has a fear of cats. Maybe it's just, he got distracted. I don't know. But part of me wonders like, are, are they like unleashing animals on him? <laughs> like uh, maybe what's happening here. I'm like, cause I'm thinking like things that go swish. I'm really hoping it's, it's not him being physically abused, but I mean, that's possible too. Well, I know, I know what went through my mind was maybe tied up being like kind of dragged. Mm-hmm. you know something like that um but like i don't even want to go there it's so dark like <laughs> i know i know like and thank goodness poppy's there knocking at the door to bring him out of that because oh my god yeah. yeah which is by the way so totally symbolic of you know her her role in his life mm-hmm. oh boy. and i think also i think it was emily i actually wrote down a whole bunch of notes and i realized that i don't have a third device to access them on. So I'm just going to have to go by memory, but I, a lot of people mm-hmm. have comments. So I think it was Emily who said that maybe Emily or Lindsay, I can't remember. So I'm going to be incorrectly mm-hmm. quoting somebody said that maybe it was, um, you know, that, that place that he was locked up in as a five-year-old looked like a water um, like pipe thing. So maybe it's somebody splashing through the water to find him. Who knows? Oh yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's possible. Yeah, yeah. Cause it looked underground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the view that Tora is waking up to, it's so dark and dismal. Like you see the windows super high up. Everything's dark. looks very moldy. He has lockers, right? And, you know, normal yeah. people to store their items, they have like pretty things. He has lockers completely, uh, you know, we knew, we could, we'll tell in a minute what they're probably for, but they're just mm-hmm. so purely functional, no personal touch, just dreary as can be. Yeah, it's it's very basic. He has just the necessities. I mean, even the walls um, aren't painted, you know, like everything's just very dark. Yeah, it, it, it I remember we talked about this um, when we first saw more of his apartment mm-hmm. um, in episode 36, I think it was. And just everything feels very industrial, which is interesting because I thought and we, we see more of his apartment later on in the episode 
And I thought it was just this space. Like I seriously thought he had a studio apartment. Yeah, same here. And then it's like, oh, you get another glimpse in this one, this episode. So mm -hmm. that's nice. Yeah. yeah. He's a little bit better about his living space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and even like the look on his face when he wakes up, you know, that really struck me. I, I was like, does he wake up every day? Like, I know he like, kind no of looks God. slightly pissed. Yeah. Slightly, yeah. You know, kind of angry. He had a dream. I don't know if that's mm -hmm. really what it is, but it's what it looks like to me. Yeah. Yeah, he's in a mood. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and he's still feeling bad. Like the next panel says, you know, he wakes up and he's like, 4 p.m. I haven't slept. <laughs> I slept all day, but I still feel like shit. And then he's, you know, <laughs> sniffling. So his, his mood is still running. And then there's like this tiny little thing. We I almost missed it. And he's feeling his hair. And he says, when did I tie my hair up? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to know who did that for him. <laughs> Pretty sure it was Quincy, and I wonder if he changed, strategically changed him into a tank top so that Poppy will get the best possible view. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, he it's very calculating, you know? Yeah, him, um, so. and the sweatpants, that was that was calculated, too. <laughs> I actually have to look up, by the way. I saw on Patreon people commented about gray sweatpants. I was like, oh, wait, I think this is a thing. So I Googled it. I was like, gray sweatpants meme, and then I, and then I saw... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. It, it is a thing. It is a thing. And I think Lily's trolling us here yeah. a little bit. <laughs> I love it. Oh, She's like, subscribe to the Patreon. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely go do it now. Uh, yes, please do. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But I, I cracked up at this and he's like, I slept all day and I still feel like shit. And I'm like, of course you feel like shit because you didn't go to the doctor. Like Poppy told you to. Well, you know, I actually wondered. Quincy said he would bring Dr. Uh, he called him Mac, I think. Dr. Mac over. But we don't see it. Yeah. But it's possible he did come. Possible. Yeah, I kind of wondered. And I, I said this on Patreon. I wonder if he was just saying that as kind of like an out for uh for poppy so that she didn't feel like she had to take care of him because poppy's very much a caretaker and you know she takes responsibility where other people don't um and i i think she would she would feel uh, not obligated but motivated to do that for him right i did kind of think that her leaving him so quickly was a little surprising i wasn't yeah expecting that of her i don't uh, know that that the mood from from that you know uh, encounter at the restaurant and the way they like argued I think maybe you know she still had some like she still felt like she wasn't needed or whatever by by Torah maybe I don't know yeah it's no that's entirely to, uh, possible yeah hard to say but that's my view mm-hmm so now he goes to the door and, you know, we were kind of wondering this last number, like how in the world is Tor just open the door, you know, without looking, but we see he has a right. digital door viewer and he sees, you know, a short little head at the top. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. He doesn't thinking now he's feeling behind the door for something. Right. I didn't, mm -hmm. hear, I thought he was feeling for the doorknob, but basically it looks like he's feeling for a gun. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And it would make sense based on what he does for a living, why he would have a gun behind the door. Um, I, I would expect him to have one, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I was saying on Patreon, I'm like, people, people don't do that. Uh, maybe I'm just a weirdo from Oklahoma, but like when you live out in a rural area, you usually have a weapon somewhere in your house. Uh, so that when you go to the door and somebody's popping up on un unexpected, not like we do this all the time, but like <laughs> you have it because uh, like the police are going to take like eons to get to your house. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, true. New yeah. New York, New York, um, very much the opposite experience. Yeah. <laughs> never touched a gun in my life. <laughs> I, I keep meaning to get out to a range and learn how to use one, but just having gotten around to it. It, it takes a little bit of getting used to. Um, uh, we've talked before, my husband's former military. And so, of course, he's really comfortable around them and he knows how to use them. And he taught me everything I needed to know uh, about them. But, you know, there's still some things that I don't know and I don't, I don't dabble in. But, like, he's he's the one who's like, yeah, we'll just keep this one here. And, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, 
you know, uh, us in Canada, it's hard to get a gun. So we don't, you know, mm-hmm. we don't even have that option. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't know. <laughs> I haven't touched a gun <laughs> either in my life. So <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs> oh God. But, uh, no, like I, I think this is totally consistent with Taurus character and what he does for a living. So of course he's going to reach for a gun. Absolutely. Right. You know, we have this, the shocked expression on his face that we saw last time. Uh, completely flummoxed, a little disturbed. He doesn't look quite happy. And, you know, Poppy is looking back with this little anxious expression. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you see he drops his hand. So he's like, okay, don't need a gun for Poppy. (laughs) Yeah. Good, good way to, to let that one go. I love how she's, you know, with her, her anxiety, she's like, oh crap. Like she knows that she was unexpected. Uh, I wonder if Quincy gave her the impression that he was going to say, oh, yeah, he'll know that you're coming, um, not knowing that he would still be completely conked out at four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, so I wonder, uh, the darn it. So you think it's, um, yeah, I guess it is Poppy saying it because the next speech about thought bubble is Poppy. Yeah, I was wondering mm-hmm. if it was Torah or Poppy saying yeah. it's like as if she almost regrets showing up. <laughs> you know, She's like, yeah, oh, yeah I-, I did that and I knocked oops you know <laughs> like why did i agree to do this yeah because of course he he goes straight into snark shark here he's like what are you doing here and you know he doesn't use the term you a lot true <laughs> so i have this feeling in my head that he emphasized it like what are you doing here <laughs> I mean, and you know he's like he thought it was the post lady he's sniffing his nose and you know poppy had a dump when she saw him and she has another yeah. bedump and she's like, why did I agree to come see him? And she responds, a lot of people appreciated this, where she doesn't let him walk over her. And she responds angrily. She's like, are we still doing the rude a-hole thing? So I'm sorry for not welcome here. And I appreciate that, you know, that she doesn't let him be nasty. I loved that so much. Her little angry face is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> I know. I mean, it, to take her seriously when she says something like this in her little shirt with the with the cactuses mm-hmm. and everything. I don't know. It's just funny. Like, I feel like she's just, she's the angry, like we say, hamster. So <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. Yeah, it like she just like lays into him right away cuz I mean and we find this out later in the episode but like like you were saying Jocelyn she's she's still harboring a lot of her feelings from last night and she's feeling some kind of way about it and so she's letting a little bit of it out here um but I I love that she didn't let Tora off the hook here it's so yeah, funny it's, it's good I think like you said a lot of people appreciate it she won't be stepped on you know <laughs> yeah and she's so stubborn she's like i'm not gonna budge i'm gonna stand here until you talk to me properly <laughs> it's good yeah, it's fantastic. and then tora does what a lot of us expected him to do he reaches mm-hmm. his hand out and just grabs her inside because he doesn't want her and slams the door because he doesn't want her to be outside unprotected he doesn't want people to see her there you know very yeah. <laughs> probably doesn't want to draw attention either because I don't know that, I mean, he strikes me as the type who probably doesn't talk to his neighbors, make sure that he steers clear of people. And so he does, he doesn't want to become the talk of the complex either. Yeah, that's true. And I don't even see like friends coming over to his place. He seems to go to others, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I can see that he doesn't want people to get the wrong idea. (laughs) Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I got a kick out of the little hand, and I said this on Patreon, but like his hand just kind of this is the only thing you see come out of the doorway, <laughs> and he just snatches her. Like if anybody had seen this and not known the context, like oh my god, like what just <laughs> happened? It's true, it's like something out of a horror movie, but it's it's still funny because like I mean obviously we know the context behind it, and he just slams the door, <laughs> like god it's so him you know yeah it really is it really is he's like okay we're having this conversation inside now <laughs> yep and you know then he says i never said you weren't welcome make yourself at home which uh, i think was emory emory zelancre she was like he said make yourself at home he didn't say like relax or enjoy he said make yourself at home she was very excited about the home, <laughs> the home yeah place. i thought that um, was cute too yeah i didn't expect that i thought it would be another angry statement but he was placating yeah, well, and if you contrast like the way that he he says that, and maybe I'm reading too much into it with like the space that's around them, and you yeah. see kind of this worried, sad expression on Poppy's face. Like I know it's, 
I know it's not as close of a shot, but just that her little upturned eyebrows and, you know, just that sad expression on her face, like this is where he lives. Yeah. Yeah. Like she, she wasn't sure what to expect. And I think when she sees it kind of hits her like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But it's just, you know, it's a really just dark, dark, desolate place. Yeah. And she's, she's much lighter than Tora (laughs) as usual. Well, and like the next bit is more about the dialogue, but like when she comes in, they started the conversation about how she's like, are you still going to be the a-hole? Are you still going to have this attitude with me? And then the minute she comes in, they go into avoidance mode because she goes, Mm -hmm. she changes the topic. She's like, I'm just letting you know that I'm formerly Quincy's editor now. I mean, they, they kind of figured that this was going to happen. I I don't think Tora thought for a second that Quincy wouldn't do this. He knows him pretty well. So, I, I mean, to me, I feel like she's trying to change the subject so that they don't have to talk about the uncomfortable stuff that happened last night, at least not yet. Right. I think she's also trying to tell him, you can't do anything to stop this. You know, this is, this happened. And like to establish that maybe that, you know, she is able to go after her priorities. You know, she knows, Mm -hmm. she figured out after yesterday that Quincy doesn't, that Tora doesn't want her to be Quincy's editor, but she said, too bad. I have my own life and this is something that's important to me and I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's very true. Like you can't run me. I'm, I've got, you know, priorities. Exactly. So she's definitely... Um, she's definitely warning him, you know, you, you can't get rid of me right now. I, it's like not going to happen. Also. Right. We're in each other's lives. And, and like you ladies were saying, you know, she's her own independent woman. The times where I've seen, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, times where I've seen Poppy get upset with him outside of like him being flirtatious and ridiculous is, you know, when he's trying to control her reality and, you know, I know he's trying to keep her safe and she understands that, but like we've talked about before, she's a grown ass woman, mm-hmm. you know, she's got a job and that job happens to be editing and he happens to bodyguard for a guy who writes romance novels. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Yep. Yep. You know, they're both not looking at each other in the eyes. Like you were saying, Patty, they're avoiding each other. And we actually right. see what Tora is looking at. He, he just doesn't really acknowledge what she says. He just says, mm-hmm, like, probably doesn't want to pursue it. And he's looking in the corner and he says, effing Quincy, what did he do with my shit? And, and then <laughs> he has this adorable flashback. Oh, my gosh. And it's like, it says, this morning. And there's Tora, uh, you know, sleeping in the corner. And Mafia Wife took me a minute to realize that was Quincy <clears throat> because of his green shirt. Mm-hmm. And he's cleaning, yeah. polishing Tora's gun. Guy who was watching there was this, like, scornful or like resigned looking yeah. around. He's like he's gonna kill you. Like, this is a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he seems like the kind of guy who who would tell Quincy like, "This is such a bad idea. Why are we doing this? You need to stop right now. He's gonna wake up, and we're both gonna die." <laughs> yep. Oh my god, hilarious! So he's cleaning his guns, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm here to make sure everything's safely hidden. I think there's one hidden by the door. Will you grab it for me?" And guy was like, "No, I'm just here to watch. I'm not touching it. I don't want my fingerprints on it. He's gonna kill me. He's gonna kill you." Involved. <laughs> yeah, and we have to remember that you got a broken leg the last time he pissed off Taurus. That's true. So <laughs> he probably doesn't want that to happen again. Um, but like, I just I love. Quincy, he's just sitting here. He's polishing this thing. And I'm sitting there wondering, like, does he know how to use a gun? Does he know how to clean the gun? Did he remove the magazine? Did he take the bullet out of the like do you know what you're doing, honey? Because if you don't I know. Oh my God. So comedy movies where it's like shooting all over the place. You know, it's like <laughs> But and it also Oh, go ahead, Jocelyn. But this also this scene kind of really shows you that like these three are like the tripod and of friends, mm-hmm. you know. They really and are. They, they are looking out for each other, and it shows in this scene because it's like, I don't know, it's just sweet what he does. It really is. It really is. And uh, looking, while he's doing this too, being utterly Quincy, just beyond the right. Reason. Yeah. <laughs> I just he he's like he's even got like a little like 
little um bandana. i called it babushka but like he's got a little bandana on his head I know, and i can hear the song whistling, whistling like him whistling this <laughs> a song a tune while he's like doing all this stuff i don't know it's just adorable like i want to see you know because we we've seen a scene before where quincy's like plotting about how he's going to get uh torah and poppy together and like i want to see like his internal thoughts as he's going over this plan because you know he's plotted some of this out <laughs> absolutely we see later like he he's the one who got poppy to go to the apartment so oh mm -hmm. he reminds me of myself because i'm always like trying to get my friends to get together romantically because i'm obsessed with romance so yeah i love it <laughs> Love I love that. I have this little little bit of a tin foil that really the story is Quincy. Lily is Quincy, and this is going to be Quincy's other book. <laughs> He's going to tell Tora and and Poppy's love story, and it's going to become a book. And Poppy is going to lose her mind. <laughs> I, I love that so much, but oh my god, I can't get over this panel. <laughs> like, I'm actually so going to do this panel on um, when I put the episode out. Not not today, but I do because um, for the first time when I when it's still a fast pass, I try to use the image that's on webtoons so that I'm not like yeah spoilers. But when the second time around, when it comes out, I want to use this image. <laughs> I love this so much. Oh, yes, most definitely. This is the quintessential. <laughs> it is the quintessential yes. image. Yes. <laughs> So, um, Poppy, you know, next <laughs> I, I feel like we could talk about this forever, but we do. We do have oh, I know, I know. <laughs> so, Poppy, you know, looks around um, sadly, and then she sees the guitar, and she's like, "Oh, so does he really play the guitar?" And I feel like that—that's um, two things. That's like a Poppy realizing that he didn't lie to her, um, which is nice. Yes. And also, I think it might be like a lot of people are like, "Oh, we want Tora to strum to, you know, to Poppy with the guitar." But maybe this is, you know, just a little bit of something that's going to happen in the, in the future, in the near future. We hope. <laughs> I hope so. Oh God! Like, I think for anybody in real life that that would be, you know, we all say that we would love it, but honestly, like, and I'm somebody who plays, and like, I would be mortified if somebody played for me. Like, it's sweet, but you know, if you do it alone. <laughs> <laughs> because you're like, I, I don't know. It just seems like a very, uh, I don't know. I want to. I don't want to say gallant gesture, but it's it's like a very, it's a big gesture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like then, you know, I don't know how good he is, but I guess we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really hoping that we get that, and I'm hoping we get a little music with it. That would be lovely. Yeah. Cool. So and then she she scans over. She sees his couch, which is you know black, simple, modern, austere, and a bunch of blankets on the floor. Which he was sleeping on the floor. He wasn't even sleeping on the couch. And we see the only other things we see, which we've seen before, is the game console and the barbell. Mm -hmm. Really, the only other thing that he does for pleasure. You know, it's like a little bit of music, video games, and like you know weightlifting. Yeah. And, and now she she harkens back to this afternoon where Quincy was telling her just a word of caution, pops. If you find Tora sleeping in some weird position, don't pay any attention to it. He's just an oddball, and he feels safer. And then he corrects himself. I mean, more comfortable sleeping on lower ground and away from um, open windows, which, oh my gosh, it's so tragic. Yeah, this this really made me sad. I mean, there's obviously some sort of, uh, not torment, but something that happened that like, that made him like this, you know, that's what's sad about it. Well, and when I went into my analysis, initially, when I saw this, I thought, okay, there's, there's a couple of things going on here. You know, he's, you know, he's, he's a sniper himself. He, he knows the kind of work that he does and he knows that he would be a huge target. Um, so it makes sense. And this is going to sound crazy, but when, when you're thinking about the trajectory of a bullet that comes in through a window, the closer you are on the, and the lower to the ground that you are on the floor, the less likely it is to hit you because of the way gravity works. It, it will head downwards, but by the time it gets across the room, it won't hit the floor until it gets across the room. Um, and so I'm sure he's thinking about that. Um, Cause you notice that his couch is shoved up against the wall where the window is. Mm -hmm. And he typically sleeps in that area. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's part tactical and it's part experience because I went back to episode five and looked at the space where he's kept in that kind of like underground grungy cage thing. And I'm thinking like, cause we remember he's really dirty 
when he's down there. And I'm thinking, how long has he been there? He's probably had to sleep there and he's sleeping on the ground. Um, and so maybe that's just something he's used to as uncomfortable as it might be for us to think about that. But that's what he, that's what he knows. It's just really sad. And like, and other people were also saying like, right away from open windows, away from the bullets, but even like sleeping on the ground, when even if people are trying to shoot through the walls, they would probably be shooting more like in the center. And the ground is not what right. they're expecting him. Right. That's just sad. And then, you know, like maybe feeling more protected. Like if uh, I think um, Lindsay was saying that if he's on a bed, you know, somebody might be under the bed, might be something under the bed. Like this, like this there's the lowest possible point. Nobody can surprise right. him. And I mean, we know that Torah is kind of calculating like that because, you know, when, when he goes to Torah's apartment and starts, you know, looking at uh, how like someone could come in or whatever that that's also like another thing that we can see the same Mm -hmm. kind of logic there like the calculating yeah Yeah. and it I mean it fits also with his job as Quincy's bodyguard he has to look for those things true Um, Quincy's life depends on it Mm -hmm. Um, because I I can't imagine there wouldn't be something where somebody's tried to put a hit on Quincy's life Mm-hmm. yeah and you know poppy so the next thing that happens is um you know she's looking up at the windows and she you know it's funny you see it from her perspective it's like shorter you didn't notice that i just noticed that now mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, again, this is really isolated and just like this apartment so two things are happening one it starts raining and thundering mm-hmm. and this is like the most um it's it's like classic let's just say classic but of course we love it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's raining. I can't go home. <clears throat> I couldn't possibly get wet or like take an umbrella or something. <laughs> Must be here overnight. <laughs> oh, oh no. What what a terrible tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> and we know it's Friday, by the way, because um last episode or they mentioned that it was Friday, so she doesn't have to go to work the next day. <laughs> oh wow. No complaints. <laughs> And and he uh, Torah does make a line a little bit later that makes me think. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, the suggestion has already been made. Oh man, <laughs> I know I'm terrible. I'm sorry, guys. I'm well, gonna thirst I like mean, crazy during we, we this. Thirst for that kind of thing, you know. <laughs> so this is why it comes up. But anyway, yeah. No, it's, it's not terrible. It's normal and it's human and it's loving and it's wonderful. We shouldn't apologize yeah. for being like normal people. <laughs> <laughs> this is true this yeah. is true thank you <laughs> we're, we're still respectful of their personalities we still understand that they have brains and hearts and wishes and you know we're not just about the body <laughs> yes that's true which which we find out a little bit later what's going on in in poppy's head thank goodness for that um but she's saying here you know is this what quincy meant when he said that by why he sleeps on the ground and away from open windows and she's she's connecting the dots here so one this this bit you know she's noticing that it's starting to rain it's getting kind of rumbly right and she says maybe that's just what this what life is like for somebody in the mafia and so this tells me a couple of things one she's observant she knows what quincy told her was a bunch of bullshit um Mm -hmm. she didn't believe it I mean, sure, it still had an impact on her in terms of how she felt about Torah and, and their their supposed necessary separation, which we talk about later. But she she knows that this is probably true. It came from his mouth, too, which is actually even better that, that he actually says, I'm in the mafia. Like, it didn't come right. from Quincy. And she knows that Torah wouldn't lie to her. And that's the whole thing about it. It's kind of like... Like he just confesses that, but then Quincy's like, whoa, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. she's, she's kind of clued into like, okay, I know Quincy, don't worry about it, you know? Like, right. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and I think that's why it's important that we had the little bit about the guitar first, mm-hmm. because it cues us in to, to, to remember that he tells her the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't lie to her. And so now she's connecting those dots a little bit more that, you know, based on what he's told me. And now I'm looking around his apartment. He has a lot of basic things and he seems to live alone. You know, that it, it's it's making sense based on what he said. And now she's looking at his blanket on the floor and she said they're both looking at it. And she says, mm-hmm. is that your bed? And now Torah, of course, being Torah, he's like, does it look like a bed to you? It's in the bedroom. And 
you know, Poppy is like all flustered just by him mentioning the bedroom. And yep. has to say, he's like, why ask? You want to use it now? <laughs> I loved that. Like, I know it's deflection. I know that they're uncomfortable in that moment. And so he's using his usual pervy humor to, to change the subject. And of course he knows it's going to rile her up because it does. <laughs> And then they're just staring at each other. I, I love this panel, curious. by the way. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I, I love the angle of this panel. Like, I, I know that it's a common thing in comics where they do the, like, the, the sideways panel. But I just love the uh, depth of field in this one. Uh, it is. It, it's really cool. It's really nice Yeah, that she did it like this. Now, now comes the panel. Oh my god! I, 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 <laughs> how long did everybody stare at this panel for? I think we should have a competition. Like, how long comparing the length of time we stared at this panel for? It's like okay, so right. start the stopwatch. Let's go. <laughs> or how oh, many dude. times did you go back to it? How many times did you zoom in on certain parts? <laughs> oh my like, god! Hashtag I said it's stopping in my tracks and I said something like I don't know what I said anymore but it was like something I said I said some kind of something because it was I couldn't talk I was like I mean well I I still fly I'm tongue-tied yeah <laughs> I'm like damn <laughs> and and I love like I I know we're all like staring at this beautiful panel of right. Torah and all of his muscular glory like but I love that Poppy we finally get her internal dialogue about how she feels about this because yeah. I'm like we are all of you Poppy like Poppy you are you are us <laughs> you are us you get us <laughs> So Poppy, Poppy's looking at him and you see like he's in a tank top it's a full body shot almost full body I mean mm-hmm. oh my god so top to bottom just looking like a massive hunk in every way yes. and and you know she says she bedumps and she's like oh my god and then she zooms in first on his torso and like right. you know an intense musculature and tattoos that she's never seen before like she's only seen a little bit of the tattoo on his arms and like maybe on his neck like I don't think she's even seen his chest a little bit and yeah. she's like, repeat after me and then she zooms in. <laughs> okay, She's zooming in on the junk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I'm not going to lie. Like, when I saw this, I was like, damn, Lily, you went there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And can I just, I just want to admire. Yes, I know we're all staring at his junk. But, like, his hands and yes. his wrists. Yeah. Oh, my God. Exactly. Oh, my God. I feel some kind of way about that. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. And definitely. There are times in real life where I have to look away from men's hands because I just like, I'm like, they're not my husband, must look away. <laughs> right? Okay. okay. Stop. You know, <laughs> cover the eyes. And- I am a married woman. Yeah. I am respectable. <laughs> and I think, you know, honestly, like, I could think that's what Poppy, like, everything that we're going over right now, this has got to be what's in her head. Like, she's sweating bullets, and that's I love true. it. Yeah. The next panel, you know, Tora. <laughs> it's just like, I, I think you know? she wanted to even say something else there, but yeah, no. And, and look how look at her eyes in this panel. She is like she's looking down. She's looking down. She, she's looking down. She is transfixed on that man, <laughs> and I do not blame her. Oh my god! <laughs> but she's trying to be respectful. She, she's telling herself, "Repeat after me: He's not a piece of meat. He's not a piece of meat." <laughs> oh my god. She is all of us. Like I have, I have to remind myself of that too. Like I know he's a very beautiful two D beast of a man, but I'm like he is human. He has emotions. <laughs> he matters, and oh my god, those muscles. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The so poppy rushes to take action. She's so hilarious. She grabs his blanket and she just like wraps it around himself, and she tells him. It was just the most hilarious line. She's like, Tori, you shouldn't walk around so scantily clad when you've got a pillow. <laughs> and he's, he's like, like, what? He's like, what? What is the deal? It's just, it's just a tank top and joggers. Like, you can tell that he's used to being around men. And, like, not... Like, he knows he's attractive. Like, don't get me wrong, but... I mean, even um, in that in that other episode where, you know, they're, like, recording him. And then mm-hmm. the guy's like, who's this Greek god? And I'm like, yep, that's the perfect definition right there. Like, <laughs> Most definitely. 
And I love Poppy's excuse. Like, it's such a, fla- uh, uh, a flailing excuse. Like, we got to keep you nice and warm because <laughs> you have the flu. And he's like, what? <laughs> and then, you know, and he, doesn't, he doesn't let her get away with it. He's like, or oh, are you feeling aroused by my, by the, like, you know what comes next? And she just, like, boosts him in the head with the blanket. Doesn't let him continue. I love that. And he blushed there. So you know that, like, even though he's trying to tease her, he's like, should I say this? <laughs> like, he, he saw that she was checking him out, you know? <laughs> That's the thing. Oh, I know. Like, she's so blatantly obvious about it. And I loved that because when we go back to the episode where he's at her apartment and he's, like, checking her ass out on the sly, <laughs> I was like, well... She needs to get a little more stealthy about it, but I just, I love how she just gawked at him. <laughs> yeah, somebody actually drew, drew out the parallel, you know, the first time they each go to each other's apartments and the other one's in casual clothes, they're both checking each other out. That's uh-huh. true. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Because he could have said the same thing about her, like, you're wearing this, like, super low-cut top, honey, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's more like, telling than him, I think. You know, if you count the, yeah. the legs. Yeah, that's true. And and I love how Lily in the next panel where where clearly Poppy has like slapped him in the face with the blanket. <laughs> so funny. And it says professional romance and erotica beta reader. And uh, I loved that little snark comment because you, you know, it's clearly he doesn't know how to talk to women when it comes to like genuine feelings yeah. <laughs> and it's like honey you got to pay more attention to what Quincy's writing <laughs> oh it's funny I actually thought that 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 professional experience was what made him recognize that Poppy was attracted to him but <laughs> yeah oh yeah so like he gets a little bit of it but I'm like honey you need to pay more attention to the build-up piece <laughs> <laughs> oh god adorable just beyond yes and then you know he stays he wrapped he up in yeah she's angry where's your kitchen and by the way he stays wrapped up in the blanket the entire episode which to me is a sign of respect you know he understands poppy is wants him to be covered up yeah so go ahead sorry oh no i just i love when she gets angry she has like poppy has this embarrassed rage mode that's what i call it like she's so embarrassed like she's got the little like the blush going on like blushing and her mm-hmm. angry little face just can't get over it um and of course we we know that he's still playing a joke on her because she's like where's your kitchen i need to get out of here <laughs> yeah and then she's in the first room on the left and she like runs in there and then she immediately she gasps and she runs out she's like that's not bedroom you jerk <laughs> That is one of my favorite, like, besides the Quincy panel, this panel where she's screeching at him. I love it so much. And you know he gets a kick out of it because he's just trying to rile her up. Yeah. In the panel, he's just laughing. He's completely <laughs> giggling. That's so cute. cute. Good stuff. I mean, I love that about Yeah, that. the teasing is really what makes this. It really does. Yeah. He, he's so good at the teasing part. So I don't know. Maybe he did pay a little bit of attention to Quincy's novels. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So then I he, mean, also, he might have developed, like, the teasing part instead of real communication, you know, to tease people. Right. Right. Yeah. That would be too funny. I want to know what she saw in that bedroom. Yeah. Lily, you need to tell us. <laughs> I need to know. Um, you know can I'm we have one panel of that <laughs> just to check it out? <laughs> oh, God. Maybe it'll come up in an... Uh, secret guard post yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm hoping it'll come up in the in the real you know the real uh oh i'm sure it will there. i'm sure it will at some point let's do there's gotta be a scene there oh <laughs> gosh and then we go into the kitchen which who thought he had a damn kitchen he did not i did and he has pots there already he did not think that i thought he just went out to right. eat the time yeah, and this is- well, and I mean, he he did make mention that like his cooking sucks, so maybe he tried. Um, but I I also noticed like how how old this pot is. Like you could tell, like yeah, it might have been there when he moved. You know, <laughs> like it's so mm-hmm. it's not him at all with the little flowers on the side. And I don't yeah, know. It looks very seventies. Yeah, it looks like yeah. a retro pot. I also thought so. It reminds me of my mother's pots when she got married. Like thirty years ago, mm-hmm. uh, thirty. How long? Right. Months, it was like thirty-two years ago. Yeah. 
Well, and, and like we look at the kitchen, you know, it's pretty barren, which of course you would expect that. Um, but like the whole kitchen doesn't look like it's been used. I'm like, mm-hmm. it is too clean. True. <laughs> that is not a used kitchen at all. Yeah, it's, it's, actually, it's also much lighter than I expected. You know, there's like a nice tile on the floor, um, you know, some right. and it's and it's full of light. There's a big window there, which we're a little worried about that window. But and like, mm-hmm. but it is much it's much more light um than we expected yeah and and we see the tree like uh saucy tuckles from uh patreon who's peg she was talking about how we'll we'll talk about this a little bit later but like that tree symbolizing a little bit of life and um she definitely went a little more on the positive side with this light change uh for me when i was looking at this you know we start out with images like between him and poppy or or like outside there's warm tones so of course that's that's pretty indicative of poppy being present in his life kind of being the light and then they go into the living room area it's dark it's grungy they're you know they're kind of having pretenses and you know they're avoiding the discomfort in the conversation that's to come and now we're in the kitchen where it's brightly lit it's there's there's no like warm or cool toned filter here it's just clear um and to me this was the first indication of like okay we're about to have an uncomfortable conversation mm-hmm. we're about to talk about the elephant in the room right yeah and the, I, her comment is one of the comments that i copied down that i wanted to read aloud so yeah thanks for bringing mm-hmm. me oh sure um and yeah and, and then of course different. yeah what we notice is poppy goes straight into that mm-hmm. Yeah, she says, you passed out at Goodman's last night. Do you remember any of that? And she's not looking at him. And yeah. you know, he says, yeah, and. And she, again, doesn't look at him. She just looks up. And she's like, and? I mean, and like she's thinking back to how she was helping him last night. You know, how she, the affectionate things that she did, her hand on his forehead and them holding hands together. And, you know, clearly, like, it meant a lot to her. And she wants to hear about it, you know, after this fight that right. You know, the fact that they expressed affection that he really broke down at the end, you know, and then she mm-hmm. actually turns and looks at him and he looks at her and then, but they, they don't continue with the conversation. She just, she goes back and she retreats and she says, nothing. I was just asking. She isn't ready to right. bring it up again, which is again, yeah. you know, squashing her feelings down again. Right. I also well, think she was I, expecting, oh, I also think she was expecting, you know, a thank you or like, I felt comforted or something out of him. But he was just like, let's not, you know, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I I just think she was looking for something to come out of him, you know, like a response. A response yeah. Yeah. And when you when you go through these panels, like looking at her facial expressions, like you can tell she's tense. And, and we've seen this before where she was in her own kitchen not making eye contact with him, talking about something that was uncomfortable for her. Um, she did this when she was embarrassed about the hug and he could see that she blushed because of that. Well, now here she's uncomfortable because she's having to bring up something like you were saying, Jocelyn, like she's maybe expecting a reaction out of him, wanting to know what hit, what his experience of that was like, because like you said, uh, Mindy, like it seemed to mean a lot to her. You know, she, she really, put a lot of effort into making sure that he he knew that she cared and the second panel where she's just kind of she's got this worried expression on her face like maybe she doesn't know like should i bring this up i don't know um and if anybody who has been in a relationship where there's been like the gaslighting and things like that that we found out about jewelry a few episodes Mm ago um you do question that you think like should I bring this up? Is it even worth it? Can I trust him? And you can see this in her facial expressions as you go through the panels. Um, you know, and when she finally does look at him, it, her facial expression is, you know, again, it's worried. Like, did I just make a huge mistake by bringing this up? Yeah. Like she, she didn't want to walk on eggshells, but then when she looked at his mm-hmm. face, it's like, Oh, maybe I should have waited, you know? Yeah. And he's so unreadable all the time. And that's got to be hard for her having the experience that she's had. Because, uh, like, I don't even know what he's thinking right here in that moment. Maybe he was just caught off guard. He's got a, that deadpan stare right now. So Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't talk about it. And so she shuts it down. Yeah. Yep. 
we're not I'm not happy about but luckily that does change a little later because you know it's not yeah for them they need to they need to talk right yeah mm-hmm. I think also and we learn this a little bit later that she's also trying to keep her own emotions very tempered here um, because we know like she said before I cry at the drop of a hat and you know she's she's an emotion stuffer I don't care who you are we've seen it all these 40 some odd episodes she doesn't really like to show what her internal workings are until they get to a breaking point. Um, and so she's she's really trying hard to hold her composure here. Yeah, so she now, you know, just dives straight into practicality, which she always does. And she says, um, mm-hmm. you're lazy to get your own food. You got me to come over here and prepare some and check check how you're doing. It's my first task as his editor, which is, again, you know, Quincy is meddling. Quincy is the one who, I, I don't know if she's saying the truth. And she's yep. like, I'm assuming she's saying the truth. But like, I really thought that she wanted to do it, but you know, Quincy kind of gave her the excuse and he's like, you know, you, you yeah. she said she was worried. He's like, you know, you know, this is what I want you to do. So like to kind of make sure she actually did it and to give her an out and make her feel like she doesn't have to do it on her own. Like I'm, I'm you know, cause he's telling me to do this so I can do it. Right. Right. Well, and we know that she lost sleep the night before because she was probably thinking about their exchange. And I mean, it, it would be natural for her to be worried about him. She cares about him. Mm-hmm. So, but I think she's also stealing her heart here. Um, just based on, I mean, they got into an argument the last episode and sure they kind of made up, but they haven't talked about it. And so she's probably got a lot of emotions that are just broiling under the surface. And so of course, like you were saying, Mindy, she goes to this practicality of, you know, the, well, Quincy just asked me to do this. Like she's trying to detach herself from what she's doing. Yep. Anyways, the next panel we have, um, you know, some time has elapsed and she's made him food. She made him, what'd she make him? Kanji and something. I don't remember where she mentions it. Mm, some grilled fish, mm. I believe. Yeah, I don't even know what kanji is, but I know she mentions the word. What does she say? Yeah. I think it's just uh, mm-hmm. kanji and fish. Yeah, rice kind of word. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. I had to Google it, but I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they. it's actually something that a lot of like Asians have for when you're sick. It's easy to digest oh, and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Okay, so it's like matzo ball soup for <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jewish folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly it. Gotcha. Or chicken noodle soup. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's the chicken noodle soup of Asia. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And she gives it to him. And she doesn't make any for herself, by the way, which I noticed. And yeah. She just put it out for him, like one portion. And then she's like, let me know if you'd like anything else. You know, awkward. Her hands are in her pockets. She's looking down. Tora's sitting at the table at this point. And then, you know, something, I forgot who it was, but like, Someone knows that, you know, Tora makes two efforts. He sees that she's disturbed and he makes an effort to try to bring her in and to connect with her. And he says, oi, which is his typical Tora thing. And he you know, mm-hmm. pats, on the, pats on the stool next to him for her to sit down. I just love the expression on his face. Like he's really focused on her. It looks like he's yeah. feel like he, he thawed a little bit. I think he's, he seems to be more ready to, you know, to actually. Yeah. Connect. Well, and we know that Tora is an introvert. And so, you know, speaking with my own introversion, like it sometimes takes a minute for for us to process things yeah. like and we just we just need that space so that we can think and then then we'll dive in you know and she did just like waltz into his apartment and wake him up from a deep sleep while he's sick so yeah i can see him needing time yeah he's ready to talk I that's like an introvert's good. worst nightmare is an unexpected guest <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh but i i love this little like here pat pat like he you know, he doesn't say much, like he's not a man of many words, but you know, he, when, when he does say, and he, he can definitely read her discomfort. He's much more of an empath than he lets on because he can sense how she's feeling. Right. And if you notice that expression on his face is, um, I think it's like very similar to the one when he drops her off episode 39 and after mm-hmm. say goodbye and he's standing there like desolate and isolated outside of her apartment. So it's like this very, yeah. it's like a little bit like in like a needy expression where, you know, like, please do this. Like, I really, really need you to sit down and show me that you care enough to, to have a conversation with me. Yeah. Yeah. It's an invitation for sure. You know, Poppy's a little hesitant and she's like, if you ask me if you can see. And then she, you know, she's telling us, I'm not sure why I'm behaving like this, but I can feel the anger from last night resurfacing. And, you know, which is, she's letting us know, like you said, she stuffed her emotions down. And, right. and there's also the panel, by the way, we were wondering, you know, it has to stop raining, but there's this panel now where it's still raining. So our hopes and dreams for mm-hmm. a night over are, um, are still possible. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it is possible, I know before anybody brings this up, it is possible to have rainy showers. So I'm from New Mexico where that happens quite a bit because um, you get clouds, but they don't quite cover all of the sunlight. Um, and so I, I actually kind of really enjoyed this because it reminded me. Oh, of yeah, how, it happens here all um, the time <laughs> also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's perfect uh, rainbow weather is what I call it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, maybe we'll get a rainbow. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right, that the rain is obviously it's a symbol of cleansing. And, you know, maybe this is this conversation they're going to have is going to be, you know, cleansing their the bed. However, I think Poppy is expecting to get back in that conversation of, of like being angry because that's yeah that's kind of how her anger is coming back it's just thinking like oh great we're getting back into this like I think she's already uncomfortable but mm-hmm. I guess we'll see yeah well and we we know she's a chronic avoider with this kind of stuff and and I, I get it because in in her previous relationship she got shut down anytime you know that she stood up for herself and mm-hmm. you know I just I hope that with this conversation that follows that she understands that she can have uncomfortable conversations with Tora and he's not going to judge her. He understands what it's like to be judged and looked down upon. And, you know, she says that this is why she was, she thinks this is why she was in a funk all day because she's been stuffing it down. So it's nice, but it's still inside me because I had nowhere to go. So I'm glad, I'm glad that she realized that, you know, that she was upset all yeah. day. So, yeah. yeah. She's finally had some space to think about it. Yeah. So she does sit down. But she isn't facing him. You know, she's sitting, staring. Her back is against the wall and Tora's back is against the window. Somebody noticed this where, like, you know, she's really closed off and he's he's going to be the one mm-hmm. to be you know, opening the conversation more. And just she's avoiding looking at him. She's looking down. She's looking pensive. She's looking sad and, you know, angry. And Tora and even, that. Even in these next lines, you know, like, he's trying to, to reel her in a little bit. Like, you want some? And then she's like, no, I'm good. You know, she just wants yeah. kind of avoiding it. And yeah, you could tell in her face, like she's looking at the floor. She's she's like, I don't know if I want to get into this. Like, I'm already angry, you know? Yeah. And and like when people are in that space, I mean, that's that's thousand yards there right there. She's trying to go anywhere but where this conversation is going. And I, I really appreciated that that expression was there um, because, you know, if someone's uncomfortable, like they're not going to want to face the person. You know, and, and he can tell what's going on here. Tora can see that because he's felt that himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and now he puts his food down and he looks at her and, you know, you can mm-hmm. tell he's made a, he's making a decision. Like he, he's going to reach out to her. And, you know, this is another, another thing he's saying. He says, you know, it's nice. I like it. Right. It's complimenting her, which is the opposite mm-hmm. of something that she was trying to teach him. Right. How to have normal communication with people. And there's exchange. Yes. Yeah, that he's you know showing her, hey, I do remember what you said, and making an mm-hmm. effort to reach out and speak her language. Absolutely, uh, and it's it catches her just a little bit, but he has to call her, you know, he has to grab her attention, like, hey, and like I love that he used the nickname here because like that's just such an endearing thing between them now. And now does the thing that we are all so proud of him for saying and so you know, melting over. He says, I'm sorry for yelling at you and for making you feel like you weren't wanted. <sighs> that just line like... made me cry so bad. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out why at first. And I'm just like, well, of course it made me cry because she's felt rejected in, in every way, shape and form. And don't, I think granted, we don't know what's happened with her mom, but I mean, it, that's gotta be really hard to feel, you know, to have some sort of rejection with mom just disappearing like and then you know her experience with jewelry yeah and also also the father you know passing away you know before his time and her you know she was angry at first you know yeah yeah and then definitely a good line yeah and then for for him to acknowledge that to know because one of the things i had talked about in the previous episode when i did my analysis was you know you saw the progressive freaked out expressions of Torah as Quincy was saying you know all of his lies and like you could see like oh god oh god that's the wrong thing to say to her like because he knows more about Poppy than Quincy does and 
he he and I love that we got validation that he knew exactly what was going through her head at that point. Yeah, and if you notice his pose here is also very like kind of like an apologetic pose. So normally he stands upright with his back straight, he's you know, his shoulders are thrown back and he's intimidating. Here he's hunched over, his head is down, his hands are between his his legs, you know, kind of like a dog, right? Unfortunately, right? tail between the legs he's looking you know he wants to show her that he's being kind of like submissive and apologetic mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah it it gives that i mean obviously we know he's being sincere but it just it's telling her it's hey i know what's going on let's talk about this i'm not upset like can't you know i want to apologize to you and mean it mm-hmm. noticing in this in the frame of this shot is like their faces are also on the same level like they're leveling, mm-hmm. you know, with each other. I don't know. Like she just made it kind of off-centered so that they are facing each other, which I like. Right. Yeah. And you can tell Poppy is in the next panel where Lily focuses on her face that she was not expecting that. No. Yeah. Um, she's surprised by it. And she's like, what do I do with this information? And if you notice also in the shot before, her hands are like, it looks like she's twiddling her fingers, her hands together. Mm-hmm. You know, she's nervous. And, you know, her, her legs are together. Her hands are together. She's closed off. Right. Right. Very much so. And so this, this definitely catches her off guard. And I, I imagine in this panel, because we see her just kind of turn, I wonder if she stopped fidgeting with her hands, like if she got a more open stance, because he just opened himself up and made himself vulnerable. And now her expression, while it's surprised, it's very much open. I mean, if you look at her eyes, they're open, they're wide, they're, she's trying to take in what he's saying. Yeah. And then, you know, she tells us, she's thinking, she says, darn it, I need to stop my tears before they burst out from my eyes. So she's very emotional. Like she's ready to cry in a second. The, it's, I think it's just a combination of everything, the apology, the accusation, the anger, you know, just everything's bottled up that has to come out. Yeah. And then when we get to the parts of his, when we get to the piece where Torah is talking about the specifics of what he did you can tell he's embarrassed. I mean, look at his eyes. He's not looking at her now. He's he's staring off probably at the wall because I, I mean I'm guessing, but I'm I'm thinking that he's embarrassed by his own behavior and he can't bear to look at her, but he's saying what needs to be said. But, it feels like he's gazing downward just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And she's not looking, you know, she's not looking at him anyway. So like he, I think he's looking sort of in the general direction of her face, but reaching her eyes. Yeah. yeah. So he says, sorry for ordering you around and sorry you had to hear that crap from effing Quincy, but I swear to God, that little shit was talking out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Which we know he was. And I think Poppy knows that too. Um, but I, I, it's a really big deal that he acknowledges that for her. Yeah. And he calls it you know, crap. Like he recognizes how, how it had an effect on, him, on her. And then, you know, he says, none of it is what you might think it is, which was what I asked you outside for to explain, you know, and he didn't do it in the best way. He's like, out now. <laughs> but yeah. He's trying, you know, he's trying to reach. And is it just me or do we feel like they're, his body language, he's opening himself up more. And I feel like he scooted closer to his arms are further apart. Everything's like more open. And, and she's, she's just trying to hold in her emotions still. Like you could still just ball out and she can't, you know. Yeah. She, I guess, I guess she didn't open completely. Like she started to and like she turtled. But she was like, I peeked my head out. Oh God, we're having uncomfortable conversation. Oh God, here come the tears. Nope, nope, nope. Not going to cry. Not going to cry. She, she's done this from the beginning, uh, even with jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, what what are you going to do? Like when you feel something that intense and that strong, it's going to come out. And, you know, then there's another shot where like he, um, we focus in, it's closer. And we see at this point, she's already picked up her head to look at him before she was looking down. Now she's looking back up at him and, you know, he's now he's looking directly at her eyes and he says, I didn't forget what I said to you yesterday because, you know, she said, you remember? And he's like, yeah, I remember he doesn't really say it, but now he's harkening back mm-hmm. to the question. He says, I didn't forget what I said to you. I said, I'm sorry to you. And I meant it. Okay. And, you know, yeah. he goes back and forth. He says you quite a lot over here, which we do notice that, you know, he's right. a bit more. That he's not teasing her. He's just directly communicating. 
speaking from the tongue. Yeah. Well, and I'm I'm wondering now, Jocelyn, you brought up earlier that, you know, she was expecting something from him. And I think you hit the nail on the head because this, because this grabbed her attention more. I think this is what she was hoping for, that he would acknowledge what happened between them. And I think it it's really, it, took her off guard you know like oh my mm-hmm. god he's apologizing i don't think he was she was expecting that at all maybe she right to acknowledge it maybe is one thing but to actually like ask for forgiveness for something like that mm-hmm. is not at all like torah's style usually so i think she was just like whoa he's apologizing to me it's really touched her yeah and then here come the tears exactly. we see that in the last panel yeah. And like, I just want to hug her. I just want to go through the screen and be like, it's going to be okay. Poppy. You're going to be all right. Um, but for somebody, you know, that's had the experiences that she's had to have someone genuinely apologize. And, you know, I want to make a point to say that if you're going to make an apology, folks, make it specific, own your shit. And that's exactly what he does here. And I loved that so much. Yeah. If we can all be like that. <laughs> I know. And it's it's not easy. Don't get me wrong. Because, of course, like, as we see, Tora gets embarrassed by some of his own behavior. And we're all human. We all do stupid crap that, you know, later we regret. And then having to own up to it. It's it's not fun. It's not easy. Our brains are not wired for doing this. Um, I also think if he wasn't sick, he wouldn't have been so like aggressive. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I, I am the worst when I'm sick or when I'm hungry. Like if, if something is outside of homeostasis, just stay out of my way. It's not a pretty sight. Um, On another mm-hmm. note, where can I find the shirt? <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like looking at it. And I want this shirt. <laughs> She has such cute clothes. She has cute everything. They remind me of like uh, nurses' uniforms because it's like this one is like short sleeved and the V neck and the patterns. Mm -hmm. That's like a very typical nurses' print that I see. True. So check that out. I I may have to go buy me some scrubs now. (laughs) Good grief. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But I just, I don't know. I just really loved this episode. It was such a roller coaster. I mean, if you wanted. A quintessential, I mean, there's there's a lot of different episodes that really grasp me, but I'm so glad that I got to talk about this one because this would have definitely been one of my top, you know, yeah. top episodes because I laughed, I cried, I felt anxious for them. Like, I, I felt so many emotions. I was wiped by the end of this episode. I know. I, I'm so lucky to have chosen such a good one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm so happy for them. I'm like, I'm happy they're, they're having a a real conversation and, you know, they're addressing what needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's so important for them. And I mean, one of the last thoughts that I have about this episode is we've seen time and time again, when Tora and Poppy can be alone together, they can be themselves. Mm -hmm. They can say what's on their mind. They can be honest with each other because they're not under the microscope of everyone else around them. And I'm even wondering, like, have they had that chance, like, to be mm-hmm. like that with anyone else? I don't know. I mean, I know Tora, I... maybe not for sure, but. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, he could be himself to some extent with, you know, Gaiu and Tora, but there's there's nothing like that special romantic relationship. You know, sometimes when you feel something special, you feel something special and your friends are, are not that, you know, there's something different about that soulmate kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm just gotta love fun. I'm excited to know what's gonna happen after this. After right. this, like I mean, they can't really f- fix a relationship because of what she knows, you know. So I'm I don't yeah. know, I'm nervous, but I'm also looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I'm hoping that we don't end up with something where she's stomping out of there. Um but I, I I can't see it going there because one, Lily's not a fan of melodrama, but also, you know, they, they're having a heart to heart. And I think, you know, this, this will probably continue and they're going to have to have a very serious conversation about how they're going to navigate the future because for better or for worse, mostly for the better, they are in <laughs> each other's lives now yes. um, for mm-hmm. the long haul. And I think there's some things that Tora is going to have to tell her in order for her to stay safe, you know, that, okay, this is not what I wanted for you, 
but these are some truths that you need to understand. And, you know, there's going to be times where I can't tell you things and there's going to be times where I'm going to need you to just trust me and know not to do something. And, you know, I actually think that given that Poppy is who she is, like what you were saying before, she's going to demand more answers. And I think that, you know, Torah has been used to having his burden of his life on his own shoulders and not unburdening to anybody. So, you know, Torah has been used to having his, the burden just on his shoulders. And now, you know, I don't think Poppy's going to allow for that. Like, even if he tells her, oh, I want you to stay safe, I'm not going to tell you. I don't think she's going to, she's going to settle for that. I think she's going to demand to know everything. And that will, you know, that will give Torah finally some, you know, weight off his shoulders where he can share with somebody. I do think she's going to help him get out of the mafia eventually, you know, that's like, you know, the end game. But, um, and I think that she'll be helpful to get him out. And, and um, yeah, I think it's just wonderful to see like the relationship develop and slowly and surely like, just get closer and closer and intertwine more into each other's hearts. And it's just, it's very realistic. And it's like this very slow development. Um, I mean, it's slower for us because time, you know, we have a week in between every episode and, you know, in, in cartoon life, it's been like what, two and a half weeks or so, but um, I think so. Yeah. But uh, it still feels very slow for us, I guess. <laughs> and it feels for them. I appreciate the development part. Oh, I really do. I mean, sometimes it's like when it goes too fast, it's like not real. Like it doesn't feel mm-hmm. real. It doesn't feel um, like you can connect with these people, but, but with Torah, with this story in particular, I don't know. It's just, it feels yeah. like, I like the slowness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree. I love the pacing of this comic, you know, and, and it's not like, like you said, if, if it was too fast, if they got together too quickly, you know, it wouldn't make any sense. And with, with the way that Lily is pacing this, like I've never felt like it dragged. It's, it's always been, there's always something happening that um, speeds the plot up, but the, the main plot is progressing at a natural pace. Mm-hmm. You know, we've always got these little side things happening that, that, that I appreciate get resolved quickly. Like I love that this argument between them, they experienced at the restaurant didn't, uh, belabor itself like it didn't continue for too long um, mm-hmm. and it's dealing with some very real issues for both of them it highlights their character growth um, so it's not just a side quest it's something that adds to the main plot yep yeah oh, it's wonderful <laughs> yes I could sit here and gush about it all day long oh, yeah like but... we'd be here for hours <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I, think we'll, I think we'll have to end here but Thank you so, so much, Patty and Jocelyn. And thanks, Patty, for coming on last minute. Um, Not a problem. I'm so happy to be here. And thank you for having us and putting all this lovely stuff together, Mindy. Yes, thank you. And thank you, the listeners as well. Um, Yes. You guys are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, so I guess till next time. Yep. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.